The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial clothes there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial clothes there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial clothes, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture, that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm kind of struck by our Gospel today that says that the disciple that arrived first went in, He saw and believed, but then the gospel ends by saying, for they did not yet understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Because this reality of the resurrection is a mystery to be lived, not a problem to be solved. It is a mystery that we are invited to live each and every day of our lives. Mary of Magdala, she comes to the tomb. And she comes to the tomb out of faithfulness. And she comes because she loves Jesus. And she comes to this place of conclusion, this place of silence, this place of quiet, to finish anointing the body of Jesus. And she comes out of faithfulness. She comes out of love. And she finds that the stone has been rolled away. And then she runs and she tells Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loves. And she says that the Lord has been taken, but we don't know where he is. So Peter and the disciple, they run off to the tomb. They run in the tomb. And what they see is a reality that can't be explained in human terms. They see burial cloths there. If you remember, when Lazarus was raised from the dead, he came out of the tomb and Jesus said, hey, get some people over here to untie him because he can't do it by himself. But there, there are the burial clothes there on the bench. And as well, the, the cloth that covered the head of Jesus is rolled up apart from the rest of the cloths which means that there must have been some deliberate and conscious effort on the part of God. This is a mystery to be lived in our life and not a problem to be solved. Our faith is a mystery to be lived in the middle of the Eucharistic prayer, right after the consecration. 
Right? What do we say? The priest, he says, this is the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. It is a mystery to be lived. When I was little, my mom shared a little story with me that I would like to share with you all. And it is called Jeremy's Egg. So maybe some of you have heard this story, but it's a beautiful story. Jeremy was born with a twisted body, a slow mind, and a chronic illness that had been slowly killing him all his young life. Still, his parents tried to give him as normal a life as possible and had sent him to St. Teresa's Elementary School. At the age of 12, Jeremy was still only in the second grade, seemingly unable to learn. His teacher, Doris Miller, often became exasperated with him. He would squirm in his seat, drool, and make grunting noises. At other times, he spoke clearly and distinctly, as if a spot of light had penetrated the darkness of his brain. His teacher tried hard to ignore Jeremy's noises and his blank stares. Then one day he limped to her desk, dragging his bad leg behind him. I love you, Miss Miller, he exclaimed, loudly for the whole class to hear. The other children snickered, and Doris's face turned red. She stammered, why, why, that's very nice, Jeremy. Now please take your seat. Spring came, and the children talked excitedly of the coming Easter. Doris told them the story of Jesus. And then to emphasize the idea of new life springing forth, she gave each of the children a large plastic egg. Now she said to them, I want you to take this home and bring it back tomorrow with something inside that shows new life. Do you understand? Yes, Miss Miller, the children responded enthusiastically, all except for Jeremy. He just listened intently. His eyes never left her face. He did not even make his usual noises. Had he understood what she had said about Jesus' death and resurrection? Did he understand the assignment? The next morning, 19 children came to school, laughing and talking as they placed their eggs in a large wicker basket on Miss Miller's desk. After they completed their math lesson, it was time to open the eggs. In the first egg, Miss Miller found a flower. Oh yes, a flower is certainly a sign of new life, she said. When plants peek through the ground, we know that spring is here. A small girl in the front row waved her arms. That's my egg, Miss Miller, she called out. The next egg contained a plastic butterfly, which looked very real. Miss Miller held it up. We all, know what a, we all know that a caterpillar changes and turns into a beautiful butterfly. Yes, that is new life, too. Little Judy smiled proudly and said, Miss Miller, this one is mine. Then Doris opened a third egg. She gasped. The egg was empty. Surely it must be Jeremy's, she thought. And of course, he did not understand her instructions because she did not want to embarrass him. She quietly set the egg aside and reached for another. Suddenly, Jeremy spoke up. 
Miss Miller, aren't you going to talk about my egg? Flustered, Doris replied, But Jeremy, your egg is empty. He looked into her eyes and said softly, Yes, but Jesus' tomb was empty too. Time stopped. When she could speak again, Doris asked him, Do you know why the tomb was empty? Oh yes, Jeremy exclaimed. Jesus was killed and put in there. Then his father raised him up. The recess bell rang while the children excitedly ran out to the schoolyard. Miss Miller cried. The cold inside her melted completely away. Three months later, Jeremy died. And those who paid their respects were surprised to see 19 eggs on top of the casket, all of them empty. And now gathering our prayers, we pray that we uh, bring our needs and our petitions before our Lord. That the church may manifest in tangible ways the truth of Christ's triumph over death. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That oppression, hatred, and injustice of every sort may be put to death through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That Christ, risen from the dead, will bless our country, our parish, and our families. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the newly baptized and confirmed will find in the church the joy and happiness for which their hearts long. We pray to the Lord. For the grace to be faithful in living our Catholic faith, especially through fidelity to Sunday Mass and the sacraments, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, especially Nancy Mack, on the seventh anniversary of her death, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Christ is risen. He is truly risen. Bless us, Father, with the assurance of your Son's presence in our lives. For Jesus is our Lord, now and forever. Amen.